Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Yesterday turned out to be one of the deadliest days in Myanmar since the February 1st coup by the military junta there. Uh, over 114 people have so far been reported uh, to have been killed yesterday, including children and others. This goes on and on and on. And on top of that, some of the ethnic groups there, the armed ethnic groups now, as we reported in our news this morning, are now saying that they will not stand by as people are killed. Oh so God. it is a situation that is going from bad to worse every day. I feel it's important that we keep it in the news. Let's go now to Myanmar. Our good friend So Mint, the founder and chairman of Mizima Media Group, uh, outside of Yangon, still in Myanmar today. So good morning. Welcome to the show. A, a horrible day yesterday, as, as there have been so many of them in the past month. What can you tell us about the latest situation there? Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, uh, Cindy. Good morning. Yes, yesterday, as uh, you mentioned, uh, it was one of the deadliest days days in the country in the last uh, two months. And also, of course, uh, it was also one of the biggest we have seen nationwide uh, people's protest against the brutal military regime. We saw the uh, protest uh, in different parts of the country, uh, even in the uh, remote areas. Uh, you must have seen and uh, saw the news that before yesterday uh, protest, uh, there were different kinds of uh, uh, defiance, anti-coup mm-hmm. protest that uh, uh, took place. For example, uh, there were no no human uh, part the protest against the military regimes in different forms took place. And then there was a big uh, uh, silent strike nationwide. Mm. And then uh, we, uh, it came to yesterday's uh, when the people uh, came out to the streets again in different parts of the country and uh, showed their defiance. Despite the fact that the military regime uh, has been using, uh, I would say, very uh, brutal uh, methods and brutal shooting down uh, against the unarmed uh, protesters. You have mentioned that, yes, yes uh, more than 100, uh, 114, at least um, 114 uh, protesters were shot at, including women and children. Uh, we have seen nowadays uh, even children are killed in the, uh, by the military regime mm. uh, forces. And uh, no more, it's a situation is, uh, as we have uh, discussed uh, last time, the situation is getting worse and no, yeah. said. You know, so, in one area last night. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, just one second. In one area last night in Django, uh, the security forces of this uh, Myanmar military made announcement with loudspeaker. Uh, the way what they are basically saying is they will rape the daughter if they cannot catch their father. And mm. then they also uh, announced that mm. if they cannot, they don't have the daughter, the, the parents do not have the daughter, they will rape their mother. They are announcing mm. such thing in the quarter. Mm. Uh, so it, the situation is getting worse and worse and they are not human at all, I, I would say. Yeah. Did you actually hear that, that announcement yourself or did you hear it from somebody directly? I didn't see, but I saw the video and clipping, and also it is, uh, uh, of course, uh, spread uh, through the social media. Yeah. And uh, it is it, it was in Chaomyang Township in Yango. 
I saw that, and that that is of course spread uh, through Facebook. And and it was it was confirmed that that was a, a military or security forces saying that. Yes, 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 definitely. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, that that yes, is yes. Uh, is just horrendous on all levels. And, and so when you came on uh, the show several weeks ago, you had warned that the security forces were ready, willing, and able to start killing. Uh, civilians. And shortly thereafter, I think it was a day or two after, that's exactly what they started doing. This obviously is not a surprise to you. Is the level of escalation across Myanmar surprising to you at all in terms of the the violence against people who are unarmed? No, no. Uh, what uh, they apparently they got uh, from the top level is uh, shoot to shoot the protesters at sight. I mean, it was publicly announced uh, even in the they are control uh, through the uh, television station, MRTV, saying that the protesters will be shot at their head and from the back. So they don't, they, they should not go out to protest. That is announced uh, uh, publicly, officially through their television station. Wow. So that definitely the decision is there to shoot down the protesters at sight. Uh, that mm. is clear. But what is surprising is that the level of the people's defiance, uh, that I, I really surprised me and I'm really proud of the ordinary uh, citizens uh, who are fighting back, uh, who are defying, defying back. Yeah that they came out, they came out and they protested, still very non-violent, except that they they are using cattle pot and also in some areas, we uh, I have seen Molotov being used to some of the protesters. Hmm. But still, it is entirely defending of where they are, not attacking someone else or they are opposed. So I think that is surprising and amazing for me that that the people uh, still are very much in, in uh, defiance against the brutal military. Uh, we're speaking with So Mint, the founder and chairman of Mizuma Media Group, who is uh, outside of Yangon in Myanmar, talking about yesterday's uh, deadly, one of the deadliest days in the uh, post-coup Era. And and so in the news this morning, we reported that one of the generals, he is the General Yod Sirk, the chair of the Restoration Council of Shan State and the Shan State Army. He is saying he is one of many of, of these ethnic armed factions. There's a couple of dozen of them, as I understand it, around Myanmar, saying that they will not tolerate the military forces firing on innocent civilians and they they have weapons themselves does this start to look like the potential for civil war in across Myanmar if you've got two dozen armed factions like this going up against the the military you know this is uh, as as you may be aware i was uh, in the 1988 uprising i have right. seen this events in the last 30 years or so. Uh, this is very historic moment in the Myanmar history, Burmese mm. history, Burma history, that the armed ethnic groups are, all of them are united, all of them, uh, which is very, very uh, sort of a, a historic moment. And also they are uniting with the Burman people, uh, which is the majority, and which usually with the military or anyone who, who defended the Myanmar military would say, oh, Myanmar would be disintegrated. Myanmar would be, because of the military, Myanmar is united. Now, it is not that. This are totally opposite. The armed ethnic groups are coming together with the peoples who are protesting in the cities. And they are now, including Arakan, Arakan that the military regime was a sort of trying to play in the beginning of the coup. 
Now the Arakan army is coming out that they are together with the peoples in defending the peoples' rights. So, the, and there are also preparations are going on. The armed ethnic groups are going to intensify their defense in wow. their areas against the, against the onsla- possible onslaught of the military. You know, last night, the military, for the first time in many years, uh, used the airstrike against one ethnic armed group, which is the Karen National Union, KNLE, Karen National Liberation yeah, Army. Yeah. Last night, they used the arms uh, power, arms strike. We don't yeah. know how many people how many people got affected or got killed because of the airstrike. We know that there are villagers already leaving from the area to the jungles uh, where because of the airstrike. So there will be a possible... Hmm imminent uh, uh, the onslaught of the Myanmar military against the armed uh, uh, ethnic groups who which have been fighting for their self-determination against the yeah. Myanmar military for decades. Wow. So then they will be uniting. They will be uniting with the protesters on the streets. We have seen some news, I don't know uh, which needs to be confirmed, that some youths in the cities are going to the armed ethnic groups areas to take up armed struggle, to get the training. Mm. And what if that happens, which that basically is going to mean what you are saying, there will be civil war within the cities, yeah. major cities of Myanmar. Usually, we have a with Myanmar is a civil war. It's uh, in the mountainous areas, which is uh, which are controlled by the armed groups. Mm. But we will are likely to see civil wars within the cities. Then what will happen? We either the democratic forces and armed groups together win. And the military is out. That is one scenario, which is good, which is which is what the people want, and yeah. uh, which is good for the region and international community as well. But we would also see the another another scenario, which is a first thing. Myanmar will become what Syria was, right. uh, or right. Syria is, or Beirut, so or is, yeah, yes, yes. So that will have a uh, lots of implication mm. to, of, of course, uh, to Myanmar and also to the region. So, if you can just give us some perspective, there are, are maybe 24 or more of these ethnic armed groups around. Many of them are like the hill tribes up in, up toward the Thai border and elsewhere, but they are spread out throughout the country. As a, as a collective group, how strong are they? Do they have enough fighters and weapons and things to actually take on the Myanmar military? Or is it just, you know, small groups here and there that could maybe be an annoyance to the military, but not really pose a serious threat to the organized military there? You know, they have been fighting for their self-determination for decades. So they, so they are, that shows that they, they survive. And, uh, and they, are, they have the support of the peoples. That is very mm. clear. Mm. And you, their history and their, their, their years and decades have proved that Myanmar military, despite their gun power, uh, Myanmar military power, Myanmar military cannot wipe out these armed ethnic groups. That is very clear. One. Second one, second thing is uh, these uh, groups which uh, represent the uh, people, ethnic nationalities in the country, they have the support of the people in their areas. So what that basically means, they can definitely keep their areas uh, defended with whatever they have against. But they don't have, they cannot defend the air power of the Myanmar military, mm. which basically use airstrike, which is, which is illegal uh, and uh, under the international norms and practices uh, to use strike uh, in the civil war. So Myanmar military have air power and they have bought a MiG-29 from Russia and mm. they have bought a fighter jets from China. So 
Myanmar military, whatever, what they, they usually do is they, they use the airstrike. And then that is the dangerous point for the armed ethnic groups in defending their areas. Yeah. So what they need is they definitely need the, the weapons. The, the, uh, for, for to protect their areas. They definitely need the... In terms of human, uh, like soldiers, they have they have the people. In fact, now, I, I the stories are that the news are spreading that there are more people willing to join uh, these armed groups uh, than uh, last a few days, a few months ago because of uh, the, the people's anger against the military. So you mentioned that the people are in favor of these armed ethnic groups, but who is actually supporting them? How are they getting their weapons? Uh, who is sort of behind the curtain, if you will, uh, supplying guns and, and things like that to these different ar- uh, ethnic factions? Is that clear? Generally speaking, generally speaking, the, these armed groups have to survive uh, by themselves in their areas. Like, for example, they have, they have their control areas. They have the, and by the way, uh, Myanmar, in within Myanmar, these are the uh, areas where the mineral resources and natural resources are more than what the Burman areas. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, for example, people like me, Django and other, we don't have natural resources I mean, to compare in comparison with the, these areas. So they do have their resources uh, in their area, in their control area. And then they have a tax, look at tax system, they get the revenues uh, from the uh, from these uh, uh, revenue sources, uh, but some in the past, which is supposed to, to be clear and all, uh, in the process of getting clear, also were involved uh, in the uh, drugs and arms smuggling, uh, mm. particularly some groups in Shan State that is bordering with China. Because if you look at the arms uh, heroin in the past smuggling. That goes uh, from Myanmar to Trigal area, and then that goes right. to Europe or even a country like uh, Australia. Far. So that is, but the, that the, the process is to get the heroin out. And of course, uh, methamphetamine smuggling is very, still much very common. But I would say one thing, which is the fact that these, the military, Myanmar military personnel are very much heavily involved nowadays in the last. Uh, I would say four or five years, particularly during the time when Myanmar has a democratic space. And because they didn't have fighting and those uh, officers particularly uh, want to get, get their money uh, saved. So what they they basically personally involved in the methamphetamine tablets uh, mm. uh, smuggling uh, rather than armed groups involved uh, uh, in the heroin as in the past. Yeah, it is so it is so complex and seems like it's getting more so. Uh, A.B. Terrence, one of our Facebook Live uh, viewers, is saying the idea that shots are directed at the head of victims seems to indicate that these are kill squads with the aim of inciting fear. Utterly horrendous. But even if this is resolved, a long term solution must look into fixing uh, the power thirst in the armed forces. According to A.B. Terrence, uh, let's the last question to you today. So and thank you so much for your time as we talk to so mint in Myanmar uh, is the international community early on came out very strong, both the European Union, ASEAN um, against the military violence and the coup. We haven't seen as much in the news lately. What is your estimation about where the international community is right now and what else do they need to do to help resolve or at least uh, quiet this situation down? 
Uh, it is getting clear who is who within which side. It is getting clear uh, in this uh, fight for uh, democracy and human rights uh, at this time in Myanmar. Uh, yesterday, Myanmar military celebrated its Armed Forces Day, which basically right. is not Armed Forces Day. It is the Anti-Fascist Revolution Day that Myanmar uh, took part. Myanmar fought for the independence during the Second World War. But Myanmar military celebrated the Armed Forces Day in Nibido. Eight countries, eight only eight countries, basically the, in the region, signed their military attaches, mm. representatives there. No one, including South, uh, including Singapore. I'm very proud of Singapore. Singapore didn't send the representative uh, to the uh, uh, to the event. Right. Uh, so I think uh, that is uh, that is uh, clear. And of course, uh, yesterday the the defense. Uh, chief of the 12 countries, uh, uh, including Canada, U.S., and uh, other countries, uh, made a statement that that uh, the killing, brutal killings in Myanmar by the military is not acceptable. O- only thing what is lacking now is the military intervention. That is what the people in Myanmar are asking for, other because people are dying on the streets day by day. If we delay one day, there will be another 20 or 30 or even 100 uh, uh, yeah. uh, deaths. In Myanmar, so if you if there is no military intervention or if there is a delay of military intervention for one day, you we will see more deaths day by day. That is what it will happen. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, you know, what's going on in Myanmar, so many, you know, it really breaks my heart to hear, you know, about all these sufferings that the people there are going through and. Um, it's amazing how tenacious and how resilient the people are in Myanmar. I think one question I have is, how can Singaporeans be of help in any way, whether it's emotionally, I don't know, even financially? How how can we best help the people of Myanmar now that we are in Singapore, in this part of the world? I, I must say, you know, I, I'm not, uh, uh, to be honest, I'm not a, really a proud uh, uh, of what Singapore model, democratic model is, to be honest. I mean, to be, but I am very proud of what Singapore today is. Really, really. Uh, that is uh, uh, to, to admit that uh, Singapore's stand today is a, a very good stand uh, with the peoples uh, with, of Myanmar. And Singapore, please remember that Singapore is the largest investor in Myanmar. So mm-hmm. by having together with, uh, with, uh, with the people itself, I think that is uh, very important. Uh, for uh, the second one is uh, the people in Singapore because Singapore is a very uh, diverse uh, nation with with rich, uh, including education and uh, technology. You you could do many many things, including technological support, including financial support, and then there are many Sing- Myanmar uh, in Singapore uh, who are very brave enough. Uh, to to uh, to show they are continued defiance against the Myanmar because they have the they are using the uh, they are using the uh, Myanmar passports. Of course, their family backs uh, home are in danger if they do something. But they are showing their protest in different ways. So please please get Myanmar in uh, Singapore united. That is my message to Myanmar in Singapore, Myanmar people, and also for the Singaporeans with the, all these different. Uh, 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 at, uh, different groups and religions and diverse uh, society. Please support Myanmar with because you are the one of the uh, top nations in the uh, region. Mm. Please uh, uh, support as technical support, financial support, and you are uh, can government stand is already uh, uh, to, to be proud of uh, for me. 
So, man, thank you so much for your time today. We have to leave it there. So, Mint, the founder and chairman of Mizima Media Group in Myanmar. Uh, we are hoping for the best. We hope that the uh, tension will de-escalate, that we don't see more of the ethnic uh, groups joining in to what could certainly be inflaming the situation, not bringing it to a close. But we certainly hope that people there uh, become more safe. And thanks for your time today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Cindy. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.